yes, yes, no, this is more like it. Our heroes have finally seemed to hit their stride. Sure, sure, there was a little bit of trouble on their trip, but all great journeys are not without bumps in the road. Our adventurers not only found some helpful loot, but discovered some bewildering artifacts, had an incredibly religious experience for the first time together, almost died in quicksand, and finally have the majestic city of Evermore within their sights. So it's fitting we turn to chapter four, the gates of Evermore, and see what happens when our friends finally get to their destination. Will they be allowed in? How will they be received when it's found out that they have the king with them? Will they find out more information about their body's whereabouts and of course, what will happen with King Harland Amastica? Let's find out all of this and more together on Behold the Roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Behold the Roll. As always, I am Jesse, and I am joined by Jim Gledhill. Hey, guys. Silas Leodore here. Joe Pinkham. What's up? Yep. <laughs> we can never keep it consistent. <laughs> no. I was kind of hoping that was going to be a one-off, but here we go. And Zach Ledford. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Lorcan Brightstrike. I actually almost think this is how we started off chapter... Three part two as well was Silas and Lorcan doing their character voices and Joe sticking to the sup, but at least we found a rhythm. That's true. We we found something, all right. <laughs> um, but anyways, usually I would kick us directly into the recap, but we're also sticking with a little bit of a rhythm here because I fucked up again in chapter three, and. Those of you that listen to the Beyond the Roll, you guys know this already, and my players, of course, know this already, but the boys have leveled up. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Excellent. I was supposed to drop that as like a big surprise at the end of the traveling episode because they've been doing a lot and they've been out adventuring, and obviously it's time for them to reach level three, but big stupid Jesse forgot, so we talked about it on Beyond the Roll, and now... Those of you that have been skipping the Beyond the Roll, which shame on you, but now we'll let you guys in on all the fun stuff that they got. Um, yeah, guys, we'll obviously we could talk about this, you know, more later, and we covered it quite a bit in the Beyond the Roll. But do you guys want to talk about the stuff that you took with your leveling up? Yeah, um, I'll go first. I sure. stuck with uh, another level of sorcerer. I uh, got some new spells, got got access to them second level spells. Hell yeah. Um, I only know one, unfortunately, because sorcerers don't get to know a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also got uh, one of the things I'm most excited for is metamagic. So, and I don't know if Ooh. anybody's not familiar with that, but uh, you can basically use sorcery points to kind of do extra things with your spells. So, Hell yeah, hell yeah. How'd you do on your um, hit dice roll? 
Uh, I have 20 hit points now. Um, I did it right after the session that we, um, right after we played um, and recorded the Beyond the Roll. If mm-hmm. I remember right, um, I mean, a sorcerer only rolls a D6, I believe. Um, I rolled like a four on my D6, so it wasn't bad. Oh, it's a pretty good Much though. worse. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. What about Mr. Wolf Donfire? Uh, I was back and forth between fighter and cleric almost all week. Uh, but I ended up taking cleric because because I, 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 there are things I want to do. And uh, the cleric is the best way toward that goal. But I got a few more spells and I got my channel divinity, which for the forge cleric is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of words that I won't bother saying now, but it's going to be very helpful. Can't wait. Yeah, words aren't helpful. Yeah. All right. And last last but not least, Mr. Lorkin. All right. The I didn't get a whole I got quite a bit of like spells and stuff. That's really all I got though. Do you get anything cool or do you want to uh spring them on us later? I'm going to spring them on you later. I think that'll be more fun. Hell yeah. Good call. Did um did you guys do good with your hit dice? I did pretty well. I rolled a five out of an eight, which is better. It's better than hey. average. As I say, so you guys all at least mm-hmm. got above average. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, let's kick this train back into the, um, I don't know, train station that we usually leave from. I lost my Graveyard. metaphor halfway through this. Graveyard. Oh, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> let's give everybody a little bit of a recap on what happened in chapter three. When we last saw our adventurers, they had set off on their journey to Evermore to get some help locating their dead bodies as well as bring back the King of Evermore safe and sound. However, after a fight broke out with some bugbears, the three of you were pushed to your limits. Mama, Papa, and the baby bugbears were able to knock down Wolf. But after he successfully cast a charm person, Silas was able to buy you a few extra rounds and you were able to finally defeat the bugbears. You then ventured into their cave and retrieved your stolen belongings as well as some other loot, but most notably, you rescued a small, strange yet majestic looking baby owl bear that had been taken captive by the bugbears. From there, you continued on your trek and you ran into a bevy of challenges. You found some unique items, heard some strange noises, found some interesting wanted slash missing posters, and one of you in particular had a very hard time with a patch quicksand. We won't say any names, of course. However, the fun stopped quickly when you were forced into a cave by inclement weather and discovered an incredibly disturbing warning shrine that had decapitated goblin heads on pikes that were set around torches. And underneath was a sign that said, Traitors of Stravin. There was also an unreadable text written on the sign, but Wolf decided to respectfully clean up the scene, and with the help of Lorcan and Silas, who also wanted to pitch in, the three of you held an impromptu ceremony for the desecrated goblins in what ended up being a beautiful spiritual moment for our three adventurers. This good deed led to great news, for when you left the cave and crested the hill, the three of you looked out over the horizon, and in the distance saw the beautiful, magical lights of Evermore. And that is where we are now. So yeah, the three of you, after an arduous journey, can now see the beautiful city of Evermore on the horizon in front of you. 
what time are we looking at? Like, is it, is it sunset? Um, you guys had just slept and just took off. So you're probably like mid looking at like high noon or something. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nice. Like if you were going to have a like shootout in an old Western, it would be just about that time. Oh, high noon. I'd like to, um, I'd like to go up to the king again and see if there's any activity of him like waking up or um, kind of just, you know, like maybe shake his shoulder again because I really don't want to go into the city um, without talking to him first. So, yeah, he's actually gone. You guys never checked on him during the last few nights. Oh, so. no. <laughs> Not <laughs> we again. Didn't mention it. We didn't say in detail exactly what we were doing with him. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, you go and check on him, and he's still, he's passed right out. He, do, he does look like he's, like, breathing more, so you can tell that the couple of days being unconscious has definitely, like, started to get him into, like, better spirits, for lack of a better word. But um, he's he's still napping. So, uh, guys, I, I am a little worried about going into town here. Um, I I don't think that, I mean, I can put my hood up, um, but we still run the risk of somebody recognizing who I am. Um, do you do you think it might be a good idea to cast Disguise Self on myself? That might be a good idea. Well, I guess the only thing out of character is it only lasts for one hour. Do we think we can get the king to his place and like into a safe spot in an hour? Or I guess I could always be like, oh, excuse me, I got to ru- use the bathroom and go back in and cast it again. Is that is that a spell slot or is that just a cantrip? No, it's a spell slot. Woof. Yeah, I know. But uh, I mean, my my hope was to plead with the king that, you know, like, hey, we brought you back here safe and sound like pardon me so i can you know walk around this town but he he's sleeping so is there any area like pretty close to evermore that we can just like camp out until the king wakes up um i mean there's plenty of like outskirts and stuff like that um you did with your insight check and what beck was telling you learn that um there is a chance that the king might need to be brought back by like a higher magical presence, like a greater restoration or something like that, depending on how long he was in the dark one's domain. Do we need to, do we need to bring him to Maraxador the divine? Um, You guys are, you guys are definitely more than welcome to try anything you want. That's just what um, I think it was Jimmy asked to do a insight check, like a session or two ago. And that's what you guys had learned. Yeah, and I, I wrote down that we had to bring um, or Maraxador the Divine. Um, if we brought our bodies to them, they'd be able to like kind of fix that. But I don't know if that, I mean, that's kind of our only lead. Do, do you guys think we should uh, maybe visit Maraxador, bring the king there? I feel like that's our best bet. That's not a bad plan, but we don't know where he is. And I'd rather not, uh, I'd rather take as little time as possible with an unconscious king in the back of our carriage as possible wolf make a uh insight check i guess is the closest thing i can have to a memory check history 
insider history or whatever is better. 17. Ooh. 17. You do remember that um, Beck also said that he was in contact with uh, Evermore authorities and the Divine um, because where the king had disappeared, um, he said that he had been in contact with them. So you would, it wouldn't be out of this world to imagine that the king's disappearance would warrant bringing in the divine to like make sure. So it's not like far fetched to think that you guys would think that the divine could be an evermore. Mm-hmm. If that helps at all. all right. Do you guys think we should just bring him to the castle then and start start there? I mean, I feel like if they know that the king is missing and we're bringing him back, then that's a good place to start. Or, I mean, we could just walk into town and ask a guard. <laughs> I think we should march right on the castle. <laughs> we attack at high noon. Yeah, swords drawn and everything. <laughs> and we can disguise you with the king's bag. Perfect. I think going to the castle might be the better idea. I think if we're going to go to the castle, I'm gonna, I am going to cast Disguise Self on myself. It lasts an hour. I feel like we'll have time until at least we can... I don't know. We're just going to go with it and see what happens. Hell yeah. Is there any, any, is there any like, uh, dead wood around? Just, just <laughs> Silas. <laughs> oh, I love where this is going. Do you sit up at night and think of questions <laughs> that you can ask me that you're like, I, I know Jesse didn't fucking plan this, that dumb son of a bitch? <laughs> no, I have a reason. Give me a luck check. <laughs> Ooh, 18. Ooh, 18? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you find some dead wood. <laughs> Okay. Can you describe cool. where he found this? Yeah, you um walk into a thicket and there is some that's a word, right? Yes. <laughs> Today it Sweet. is. Sweet. You um push past some bushes and you find what you think is dead wood, but it's not actually dead wood. And in your disappointment, you look up and then see actual dead wood. Mm. What kind of tree? What kind of wood? I'll take both. Is it like oak or maple or You'll take both what? <laughs> the real wood and the dead wood. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You never know when you might need some wood. <laughs> Excellent. How much wood are you looking for? Um, not a whole lot. Like maybe just like an armful. It could be like like sticks that I could just throw throw in a bag. That's what I was going to ask you because you. I don't care that much about keeping track of like weight limits and stuff like that, but you also did take the chains from yep. the place. So I just want to make sure you're not like carrying around like a satchel full of stuff. Wolf is a hoarder. Don't worry about it. Okay. He he has a problem. We're working on it. I, I am going to worry about it, Jim, when he inevitably is like, oh, don't worry. I slugged the big bad evil guy with my bag, which is 9,000 pounds full of wood and chain. <laughs> is, is this uh, castle made out of marble? I'd like to find a piece of marble and take it with me. Don't worry. I'm keeping track of everything I got. Okay. All right. So, yeah, on your way to... Because uh, you guys are still... You're not, like, far away from Evermore, but, like, you saw it in the horizon. So we can say, like... On your way there, you kept an eye out for wood and, like, did some collecting and whatnot. Cool. So with uh, 
disguise self, I can pretty much change anything like about my body. Um, says you can make yourself. Do you want to cast that now or do you want to cast it when you get close to the gate? Yeah, when we get closer. Yeah, okay, per- pretty much at the last spot. Is there anything else you guys wanted to do before you head towards Evermore? Uh, not that I can think of. I, I really just wanted to get, like personally, I want to get the king back as quick as possible. But not quick enough where you don't need wood. Oh, of course. No, let's not be crazy. <laughs> I like how he asked for wood and then you're like, is there anything else you guys want to do? He's like, no, I'm good. No, I want to get there as quick as humanly possible. <laughs> I just wanted to collect some firewood in case we got yeah. cold. You never know. Excellent. All right. So as you guys start heading towards the gates of Evermore, just for good old time's sakes, um, you guys are a little ways away. You can start to see the gate in the like distance and whatnot. Um, but everyone, give me a perception check. 16. 22. 14. Ooh. We got some perceptive right. boys this episode. Mm-hmm. What did you get, Wolf? 14. 14? Okay. So, Silas, mm-hmm. you hear off into the woods, you hear um, just basically like what sounds like a scuffle. You can't hear too much, but you do hear like some voices and stuff like that. And you just hear like bushes like rattling and things like that. Um, Lorcan, you said you got a 22? Yep. Um, with a 22, you can actually hear a couple voices more clearly. Um, and you can hear, like, through this scuffle, um, one of the voices just go, Give me your gold, old man. And what sounds like um, just like fists and boots and stuff. It's high noon, fellas. I think there's a, a mugging going on. <laughs> I think there's a mystery to solve. Should we stop? I think we should go help this old man. Well, let's go. Excellent. Can we like try to like sneak up to like maybe get a glimpse of what's going on, maybe? Or absolutely, you sure can. You want me to do a stealth check? Yeah. Ooh, fifteen. Fifteen. Perfect. So yeah, you sneak up, um, and you peer around like these bushes and you see in like this little like outcropping where the bushes are a little bit less thick um, you see that four figures that are clad in black and red like greaser gang like attire or whatever have accosted this very old man and are like beating him and like kicking him and stuff and next to him is like an old woman that's like kind of hysterical that's just been like shoved over or whatever but is also very old and is just like slapping at him with her purse and is like leave us alone we'll give you our money we said and they're kind of like laughing as they're just like kicking this old man I throw up my hood and I actually just walk up out towards them uh, is, is, is everything alright here guys? Is, is something going on? You see as you walk out figures all turn towards you or whatever and one of them like gets down and kind of like not pins down the old man or whatever but just like kind of holds him there. Um, give me a history check. Okay. 
another thing that I'm so wonderful at. Five. Five. Perfect. Mm -hmm. You have never seen these people or anything before. Um, basically, they just look like kind of scummy, post-teen, like 20-year-olds and stuff like that. Um, Bunch of trouble is what they are. You see this one guy. There's four of them, and three of them are kind of like tall and lanky with like longer hair and stuff like that and then you see this one guy who's like fairly short and they're all humans and he's fairly short he's like probably five foot six or so he's kind of got like the pro wrestler jackedness going to him where he's just like small but like unnecessarily built turns around and looks and he goes yeah buddy everything's fine why don't you keep on moving to evermore could you uh, maybe just let this older gentleman go too? I mean, it doesn't look like he's causing any trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let him go after he gives me the money that he owes me and my friends here. And he like elbows one of his friends. He's like, isn't that right? And they go, yeah, that's right. And then they kick the old man again. Uh, how much um, How much money does he owe you? How, what's his debt? He kind of like pauses a little bit and like turns around and looks at the old man and he goes well his debt is that he ratted us out to the evermore cops and got us kicked out of town so the debt is whatever him and that old hag have in their wallet right now and he like turns and kicks the guy again and then he turns back to you look buddy we ain't got no problems with you we're handling our business you go and handle your business because you do not want to get into our business and he takes the collar of his jacket and, like, pops it out. Uh, sir, absolutely. I totally understand. I just, I don't see how he can pay you when he's on the ground and you're on top of him like that. You, I mean, you got to let him get up so he can get the money for you, right? <laughs> Give me a persuasion <laughs> check. <laughs> Let's see how stupid he is. That's a 19. A 19? Yeah. I'm a persuasive little boy. He's... He kind of like looks around and he's like, no, we, we know what we're doing here. Like, you don't know who you're messing with. And then he turns to the guy next to me. He's like, yeah, we should probably let him get up, man. We need to get that gold from him. <laughs> and the three behind him, like pick up the old man at this point, just like bloodied and battered. And he's like, I told you hooligans, you ain't getting nothing from me. I'd like to... In the middle of this, while this conversation is going on, I don't know if they kind of followed me up, but I'll throw a message cantrip back to um, Lorcan and Wolf and just kind of give them the explanation of what's going on. So just while they're talking. So so as soon as I hear this message, I want to burst from the bushes, wand drawn, and you can kind of see like flames coming out the front of it. Let that old man go or by the bright strikes, you're going down. Um, are you trying to intimidate them, or are you getting ready for battle here? Intimidate. Okay, go ahead and give me an intimidation check. Could I pull out my crossbow at the same time and kind of give him the help action and say, Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not just me here. I, I think you should really leave leave this uh, these older people alone. Well, um, I rolled a five, so how's that? With advantage? Oh, if I get advantage... I rolled a five. Cool. <laughs> they look at you, and then they look over at 
Lorcan, and they're like, look, we took the old man and we took the hag. I think we can knock down Humpty Dumpty and his old lady, too. And everybody roll initiative. 13. 8. Is Wolf still, like, back? Yeah, I'm still I'm still at the cart, but I heard the message. I rolled a 4. <laughs> He's actually in the woods looking for wood still. <laughs> Collecting firewood. He's like, look, Silas and Lurkin, I hear you guys, but... <laughs> I got more pressing matters. Um, first and foremost, before we get started initiative, um, Lorcan, give me a history check. Nat 20. Nat 20. Good. Jesus Christ. Tell us everything. Zach only rolls fives in nat 20s. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with a nat 20 on your history check, you do recognize these hoodlums from your time in both Evermore and Whitehaven. Um, And it would actually make sense that you're the one that knows them because like they are definitely just a nuisance around um, the square and they are um, actually part of a thieves guild known as the Crimson Cobras and the Crimson Cobras are actually a like fairly I don't want to say prominent because they're not good people but they're like a well-known thieves guild that is like pretty dangerous but you know that this group is basically just like the younger kids that have just been initiated into this group and think that they're cooler than everybody else pretty much and you know that the main guy who's the short guy is kind of like a junior leader of the crimson cobras and his name is dirk wainwright fucking dirk (laughs) all right and with that dirk (laughs) is going to pull out his scimitar and he is going to make an attack on Lorcan, who has brandished his wand at him. I don't like this. He he has scimitar stats, but it's basically just like one of those shitty little like pocket knives that hoodlums run around with. Alright, does a 17 hit? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, you come barreling out of the bushes, try to uh, scare him, realize who he is, do not scare him, and then immediately get stabbed in the arm by his little scimitar knife dagger for, oh god, seven damage. Oh my god! Oh, not 70. And Lorcan's dead. (laughs) And that brings us to Lorcan. That's all you got, this paper cut Derek or Dirk or whatever your name is. My name is not Derek, and don't you dare call me Derek. Derek was my father. Well, Derek's way better than you are. No, no, he's not. And he turns to his boys, he's like, tell him, tell him Derek's not better. And they're like, we don't like Derek. Well, Derek doesn't like you, and I cast Magic Missile. It's even funnier because you're literally standing in front of him. So you just hold your wand point blank. (laughs) I believe I get four darts this time. 
Are you casting it out a second? Yeah, level? damn right I am. Yeah. 16 damage. 16? Yep. Damn. How's Derek looking? Take that, Derek! Um, he doesn't like it, that's for sure. So yeah, these magic missiles shoot out and hit him in the chest and he stumbles backwards a little bit. That brings us to Silas. Damn. Yeah, how do you like that, Derek? My, my name's not Derek. Yeah, you're right. You'll never be as good as your dad. Your dad actually... I talked to your dad. He said that he wishes he had a son named Derek. He said he named you Dirk because he just wasn't proud of you. Wait, you talked to my dad? He's been in jail for years. Yeah, because he went there on purpose because he hated you. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> His face turns really red when you say that, and he's like, That's not true. My dad loved me before he got arrested for stealing from old people. That's why I steal from old people. That's not what I heard. I heard you're a loser to your dad. <laughs> We're just going to bully this kid. <laughs> going to cry. Uh, going to cry, Derek. He's going to make a constitution saving throw to see if he cries. Oh, he rolled a 18. He holds it and he's like, <laughs> No, loser. <laughs> I bet your mom hates you, too. <laughs> Damn. Uh, um, so I want to do I want to do good old burning hands again, because that's my good okay. Just like magic missiles, you know, Lorkins. Mm -hmm. um, what are we looking at? Like, who could I get? 15-foot cone. I obviously don't want to hurt my, my friends. I will give you the um, same deal as I did when you were in the Dark One's Domain. And you can either hit the three fellas, or you can hit um, all four of them, but you will also hit Lorcan. Because Lorcan is fighting with Dirk. I'll hit the three fellas, and I would like to cast Mind Sliver, which is a cantrip. Uh, you drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy. And I like to think this is us just picking on him, you know. Um, into one creature you can see within range. The target must succeed on an intelligence saving throw. Or he takes um, 1d6 psychic damage and must subtract 1d4 from his next saving throw. Okay. And what does he have to beat? Um, they have to beat a 14 for an intelligence. Because their fathers don't love him either. Well, they get minus two. Uh, they rolled a 13, so an 11. Ooh, okay, so they take 1d6 psychic damage. Okay. So they take three damage, just the one of them. Um, and then I'm going to use... As you tell him that their dad doesn't love them either, you see uh, one of them that looks especially stupid. He's just like, but my daddy says he loves me every night. And Dirk, like, elbows him in the ribs and is like, Shut up, I told you, your dads don't love you either. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you Derek loves them more than he loves you. I bet you he would definitely name them Derek if he was their son. If they were his son. Derek's a stupid name, what is your guys' name? I'm gonna tell your father you said that. <laughs> um, no, don't tell him. <laughs> yeah, you wuss. He's, not, he's gonna be so disappointed. I'm going to use two sorcery points um, to do uh, my meta magic and do Quicken spell, um, which allows me to cast a spell 
um, as a bonus action, and I looked it mm -hmm. up, you can cast a spell and a cantrip in the same turn. So, um, okay. And then I'm going to cast the Burning Hands on those three. So the, um, they all make dexterity saving throws, and the one who failed um, does a minus d4 to his dexterity saving throw. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because they rolled a three, so they all fail. Okay, and I'm going to do it at second level, by the way. Okay. Um, we we are just pulling out all the stops because we don't we don't stand for bullying for old people. Um, so it is four d six. Oh, oh, oh baby. They all take nineteen points of damage. Nineteen. Mm -hmm. I rolled a six, a five, a five, and a three. All right. Well, you see that the <laughs> one that um. He, that said that his daddy loves him mm -hmm. uh, he just melts in oh front of your God. eyes he's like tell my father that I loved him too and then he melts <sighs> and dies um, and oh my God. the gee Silas you're uh, cold can I do non-lethal damage you want to do non-lethal <sighs> burn him to yes. a crisp Silas we're gonna start calling you the burner. Yeah, I'm gonna do non-lethal damage. <laughs> I'd like to do non-lethal damage. The one that you um, <laughs> tried to convince that his dad doesn't love him just goes down then, and the other two um, might as well be lying down in their grave, but they are still standing. Which brings us to them, uh -oh. and <laughs> Dirk just like, Dirk's getting really frustrated. And he turns to them, he's like, guys, I bet all these guys have really stupid names too, so just just get this little bald one. He sucks the most. You're getting frustrated just like your dad does when he has to interact and spend time with you, Derek? No, or I'm does not he even frustrated. bother? <laughs> <laughs> and the two stupid ones are going to take out their even worse little daggers, and they're both going to attack Lorcan. God well, damn come it. Come up here and come pick on Derek. Uh, they got a 19 and a nat 20. God damn it. Uh, yes, that. Hits and crits. All right. Well, the first it's one does three damage to you. And then the crit. Oh, okay. The crit only does six damage. So you take nine total. Only. Oof. I don't have any heals, so. Ow! <laughs> How's Lorcan looking? I'm down to eight. Down to eight? Yeah. Damn. Nice. Alright, well, that brings us to Dirk, who is red faced and very angry, and goes, You know what? This is. This is stupid. You guys are stupid. Take them out, boys. And he is going to disengage so that he doesn't take an attack of opportunity um, and then he is going to uh, use his movement to run 35 feet yeah you better run just like your damn dad your your wand is stupid and uh, <laughs> you can now see that he is crying <laughs> <laughs> that's too far yeah um, that brings us back to Lorcan. Alright, who's who's left? The two people in front of you, one person's down, and Dirk is 
35 feet away. And the two guys are on you. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm going to be a smart boy, and I'm going to cast um, Cure Wounds on myself. Is is Wolf not in this? Or... Did I skip Wolf? You skipped Wolf. Go back to Wolf. Ooh, I did skip Wolf. You were technically before Dirk, so... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thanks for telling me, Joe. Just going to let me keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was here for it. He was just listening to this wonderful storytelling of us just murdering this kid's personality. How far away are they from? Because I haven't got off the carriage yet. So how far away are they from the carriage? You technically don't even see them. You can like hear all this going on, obviously, because mm-hmm. you were close enough to be one of the people that heard it originally. Mm-hmm. Um. And I sent him a message or whatever. Yeah, they're probably like 10, 15 feet away from you. Okay. I'm going to stay right on the cart, but I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy. One of the effects is you you create an instantaneous sound that originates from a point of your choice within range, such as a rumble of thunder, the cry of a raven, or ominous whispers. And I'm going to have the ominous whispers be like right behind those three boys. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to whisper... Oh no, make it be from his dad. I'm not proud of you. <laughs> Your dad says run like a little bitch. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to hear that though. <laughs> okay, so we'll say for flavor, because I forgot your turn. We'll say you do that whisper and that's actually what makes him take off. Is He's like, guys, they, they said that we're going to die. I gotta get out of here, but you guys have to stay and fight. It lasts for one minute, so they're all hearing this, like, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's still running, and he's like, Wait, why can I still hear the whisper? I don't understand magic. Your dad does. <laughs> what? <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. These are just your mom jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lorcan, you're up. Oh, okay, excellent. Um, oh wait, you casted Cure Wounds or something, or we're going to? Yeah, I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna still do that. Okay. I heal nine damage. Nice. Alright, that's it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. So that is Silas. Do you think Evermore has any interest in having these, these um, very bad ruffians under their control, or do you think it's just fine to just let them go? Uh, the old man chimes in on the ground, beaten up, and he's like, These young whippersnappers have been kicked out of here so many times, and I'm gonna, once I get up, I'm gonna whoop their ass myself. And he's still trying to get up. For their dad's sake, I think we should take them out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think we should kill everyone they've ever loved while we're at it. <laughs> thinking about just trying to shoot my crossbow at him try to subdue him but the odds are i'm not going to be able to take him down with in one shot with a crossbow so i guess i'll just shoot one of his lackeys finish off the job still with non-lethal damage though okay go for it oh yeah that's definitely gonna hit 15 plus 5 20 20 hits uh nine damage he goes down sweet (laughs) (laughs) Non-lethal. 
Yeah, you sink this directly into his chest, and he just drops, and it leaves you thinking, like, how non-lethal damage works. Um, <laughs> and that brings us to the last one standing. Looks over at you, and then looks at Porkin, and is like, No, I'm gonna... I'm taking this old bald man down with me. You mother... And that's why your dad's disappointed in you. He rolled an 18. These guys are good. Damn. And by good, I mean they suck, but I'm rolling real well. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, buddy, what's your name? My name? Yeah. Stefanovin. Stefanovin, that, oh, might I say, much such a cool name. Way better than Dirk. <gasps> you really think so? As you say that, he's stabbing Larkin, because I already rolled any hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a such a cool name, but you know your your friend he just kind of ditched you like that. Does he do that often? Yeah, he does that often because he said like he's cool and we're not, so it's cool if he ditches, but it's lame if we do it. Uh, you took four points of damage, Lorca. Oh, damn it, Stefanovin. No, I mean if anything, you're cool. He's the one running. I disagree. His dad doesn't <laughs> even love him. <laughs> You really think I'm cool? He twists Absolutely. the knife. <laughs> why, why don't you just put down the knife and we we don't you don't have to end up here like your friends here. Oh, well, he put it down all right. <laughs> um I would, but it's not my turn. Wolf, you're up. <laughs> so you said that the leader wouldn't be in range anymore, would he? Cuz he moved 35 feet. He's even further away from you now because he was running in the opposite direction. Yeah, so he's what fifty feet away now because you said yeah he was from 50 wolf feet before. Yeah, but probably still not in wolf's vision because you guys went around like a clearing. Right, mm -hmm. but he could move and then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna stay right in the carriage. Just kind of keep keep watch over it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave the carriage. Can't say as I blame you, quite frankly. As Lorkin's just getting stabbed to death. Yep. Just... That brings us to Dirk, who um, uses a dash action and disappears. Lorkin. Um, so is it just this one guy left? Yeah, it's just Stefanovin that's still standing, and he's uh, having a nice conversation with Silas, and he's like, you know, my therapist says that I shouldn't hang out with people like Dirk, but Dirk said that she's stupid, so... Oh, absolutely. Your therapist is right. You need to hang out with positive people because they're just going to bring you up, not down like Dirk does. Dirk's stupid. His father doesn't even love him. Yeah, I told him once that his father was dumb and he made me sleep in the basement for two days. Do you guys live together? Is is Derek your father too? No. <laughs> I want to point my wand directly at his head while they're talking and cast Firebolt. <laughs> Jesus. And this is lethal damage. Oh, Stefan, no! Uh, I got a nat 20. Oh, no. All right. Uh, as you're doing that, Stefanovin looks um, Silas dead in the eye and goes, Yeah, one time I killed a baby and he got real mad at me because he said that was going too far and then the thing goes through his head because he had one HP left. Uh, well, I dealt 14 damage. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he killed a baby. Yeah, all right. I'm not too sure Stavonovin's very cool, too. You're, you're That's not, for the knife. Like it was okay, though, because the baby's dad had money, so it was worth it. And then his head explodes. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, does the blood go all over Silas? Silas, make a dexterity check and oh, you have yes. to beat an 18. Good. Ooh, I might have. I got an 18. Oh, well, Ty goes to the runner, so you get some blood on you. No, Ty goes to the saver. No. Damn it, DM. <laughs> all right, now you get twice the amount of blood on you. <laughs> and it's all charred and nasty. Cool, I'm glad we're going to Evermore, where, you know, I'm not allowed <laughs> in with blood all over myself. Charred blood, because you're the burner. No. No. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, you have these two unconscious hoodlums, and the um, old woman helps the old man to his feet. Um. And she looks at you guys and she goes, Oh, thank you, you guys. Those hooligans, they're, they're some awful rotten peaches. What, what were they saying about you turned them in or something? Yeah, that one killed a baby. Glad I took him down. And one of them stole one of our cows. Are, are you going back to town? Do you live right here at Evermore? We live in Whitehaven. Might, might I suggest not going after uh, Dirk? Because it didn't... I mean, he kind of had the upper hand. No offense, sir. We're not going to go after Dirk. And the old man chimes in. He's like, We damn sure are going to go after <laughs> Dirk. And I'm going to put my boot so far up his ass. Yeah, put the other boot up there for me. <laughs> he, he daps you up, Lorcan. <laughs> um... The woman, like, opens her purse and she goes, We gotta get to Whitehaven now. We were just here doing a trade for the farm. But here, please, it's not much, but thank you, young gentleman. And she gives you a tiny little uh, satchel of 25 gold. Ooh, damn. And she gives she gives um, uh, Silas a kiss on the cheek. Ooh. Thank you, ma'am. That, that's very sweet of you. Now she's a looker, and I elbow him. <laughs> and the old man's like, she sure is. <laughs> and he elbows you. I dab him up. <laughs> <laughs> he daps you up, and he's like, if you're ever in Whitehaven, make sure you stop by old Toby's farm, and I'll cook you up some dinner. Well, thank you, Toby. Uh, that's that's very kind of you, and and thank you for the gold you shouldn't have. It's the least we can do for you guys stopping those fairly harmless hooligans, except for the really stupid one that killed a baby. They don't sound very harmless, sir. But uh, <laughs> if, if you don't mind, we, we do need to get going. We have some pressing matters to attend Absolutely. to. Absolutely. As do we. Our soaps come on in half an hour. <laughs> Can't miss them soaps. Days of our lives is a good one. And and they uh, they leave, leaving you guys wondering how they're gonna make it back to Whitehaven from Evermore in thirty minutes. Um, so there, there's TV's canon in Amersha. No, no, it's a play. Oh, it's a play. Okay. Yeah, of course. Do you guys want some of this gold? Sure. Uh, what is? It? 
8888 and one left over. I didn't play D&D for math. <laughs> D&D is literally math. D&D Beyond does all the math for me. I'm going to use Thaumaturgy again and just create a rumble of thunder in the distance to kind of hurry the hurry the other two up. <laughs> yeah, we better not look for any dead wood around. We got to get going. I'm going to wait and just count my money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll give them uh, their share of the gold and get going. All right. Fucking Russian so. us. Jeez. <laughs> So you get back to the carriage, and are you guys going to head in now? I think so. How close are we now? Are we are we pretty close? Yeah, you're like 10 minutes away. Cool. All right, so as you guys are going to approach the gates of Evermore, let's hop in, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an overview Ooh. of Evermore as a town. The magical glow coming from the countless magnificent towers of Evermore is the first thing you'd notice as you approach the town. Followed, of course, by the stunning airships that soar overhead high above the massive gates that line the border of Evermore. The arcane trains chug along the outskirts of the bustling town as some of the wealthiest members of Omersia browse the countless stores and specialty shops. While the majority of Evermore tends to pander to the economically elite, there are still plenty of shops, taverns, and inns for their many travelers that do cross their gates. Known Crossomersia to be kind of a prim and proper destination, Evermore is the primary destination for anything magical or a place that you want to go if you want to blow a little bit of your extra gold that may be burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah. You guys are now close enough that you can see the gates of Evermore where two guards stand watch. I would now like to cast Disguise Self. <laughs> okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so it says that I can I can change anything about my clothing, armor, weapons, um, can make myself seem taller, shorter, fatter, thinner, or in between. Um, I can't change like my race um but it says the extent of the illusion is up to you but i just think that maybe um i'm gonna go with like maybe a buzz cut haircut that's like my braid is gone um Mm -hmm. different colored hair like black hair um maybe just like a foot taller and just like this this jacked guy bigger than you're just hot now yeah just bigger than wolf no blood like uh no blood yeah. So basically yeah. you're just saying you're hot. Yeah, just super hot. Yes, so that is what I would like to do. All right. So <laughs> you go ahead and cast Disguise Person, and you guys start to approach the gate. And you get up there, and you see to your relief, Silas, even though you have casted this spell, mm-hmm. you do see that... Um, these two guards are two like young guards. They look like they had probably just been um, put on guard watch because probably the real guards are all out looking for the uh, king right now. And they're just standing there playing rock, paper, scissors and don't even see you guys like approach really. 
Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang it, both paper again. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Darn it, paper again. I uh, I walk up. Uh, I walk up to him. I kind of want in on this action. <gasps> Five gold goes to the winner. I don't know where some of the best rock, paper, scissors players in all of Evermore. I'm a bright strike. I think I got this down. You're a bright strike? Then you can afford ten gold. <laughs> Consider it done, and I slap it down. Okay. Um, we're going to roll a... You're going to roll a uh, just a d20, and it's going to be a luck check. And they're both going to roll with disadvantage because they keep choosing paper. 14. All right. The first one rolled an 11 and a two. So they got a two. They played paper. Paper. Oh, and the second one rolled a two and a nat one. So he goes, I'm not going to play paper this time. And then he turns to the other guard and winks. (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, paper, paper. And I, uh, I pick scissors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was really hoping Dang it <laughs> Or paper Ah, oh, That's like Two nights worth of our salary Standing out here And they both fork over Ten gold to you Listen like, guys I I feel ba- I feel a little bad for taking your gold But a deal's a deal <laughs> <laughs> That's right A deal's a deal our dads are going to be so mad at us when oh we have our oceanfront houses. You know, it's very hard to keep your dads proud, and that, you know, picking paper every time sure isn't doing it. So, uh, <laughs> now that we've had some fun, uh, and uh, my voice has not changed at all, so I'm just a big <laughs> jacked dude with still Silas's voice. Uh, so, could uh, we uh, enter Evermore? <laughs> they they turn to um, look at you, and they see your carriage, and they kind of like, straighten up a little bit because again they didn't even hear the carriage coming <laughs> these guys are good and, yeah they're like oh but of course you can come into evermore we just have to search your carriage real quick for any illegal contraband i actually want to go back up to him and be like how about this how about i give you your 10 gold back if you just let us pass and then your dads will be once again proud <laughs> Uh, give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh, all right. So far, so good. How's a sixteen? Sixteen. Um, I'll let them roll opposing insights. <laughs> so you see, one of them is like, "Ah, oh, that would be sweet. Then we can afford to bet on more rock paper scissors games." And the other one punches him in the arm, and he's like, No, Chadwick, we can't let anybody in, because then we're going to get kicked off the guard squad. And then we can't say hashtag guard squad when we win at rock, paper, scissors. Well, without the ten gold, you can't win at rock, paper, scissors. And they turn to you, and he crosses his arms, and he's like, I'm sorry, but rules are rules, and with the king missing, we can't possibly let any foreigners in even if they are bright strikes i turn around and i put my hands up and i was like i've done what i can do 
<laughs> Sir, we, we have nothing to hide. You can absolutely search our wagon. I do must uh, tell you that uh, we were sent here with King Amastica to deliver him back to the castle. He is in this Wait, wagon, safe. You have King Amastica? Yes. Um, You see the one that didn't want to let you guys in? Turns and grabs a little, like, royal horn that's next to the <laughs> gate. And... Nice. And he blows it. Um, and he's like, well, yes, of course. Come in, guys. And they start, like, opening the gate. And you see, like, a flurry of guards start running. And you see this um, older guard that you also recognize mm-hmm. as one of the older members of the um, team. He's like got salt and pepper hair now and a salt and pepper mustache. And he was notorious for being like a no nonsense, like hard ass guard. Um, Like Nico is just like always the old senior guard, but this guy always took himself way too seriously. Um, And you know him the second you see him rounding the corner and he's like, God Damn it, you two knuckleheads better not be blowing the horn for some stupid reason again. And he rushes up or whatever, and he sees you guys with your carriage, and he's like, Who are you guys, and what can we do for you? We have important business to attend to here. I'd like to let somebody else take the lead on this one. Um, oh, shit. No, that's the end of the Beyond the Rolls, Joe. <laughs> Getting offer, ahead of yourself. Offer them the firewood. I don't think anything is more important than what we have in the back of the carriage. Do you three knuckleheads know the whereabouts of King Harland of Mastica or not? Do you have a stutter, sir? Sir, do you have something stuck in your throat? Do you need a tissue? He turns to you very angrily, um, Which one? Lorcan, and... You. Oh. He turns to you very angrily, and he's like, "I do not, no, not have a stutter." I, uh, I kind of march up to him and go like nose to nose. I think you do have a stutter. <laughs> uh, he, he's gonna punch you. <laughs> he rolled a twenty-five, and he just decks you in the nose for what's an unarmed strike? Is it just like whatever their, their strength? whatever their strength yeah. modifier is? He decks you in the nose for five damage, and he goes, I know who you are. You're one of those bright strike hippies, so you shut your mouth, and if you have any news about the king, you tell me now, or you turn your bearded little freak ass around and start marching on out of here. I uh, I put my hands up. I've done what I can do. (laughs) As I said, check the back of the carriage. Uh, He goes over and he starts um, rummaging around the back of the carriage. And as he does, you all see, um, I guess we'll keep playing this game. Wolf, give me a history check with disadvantage. Had to be worse, huh? Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven? (laughs) So yeah, you don't know who this person is. Um, But suddenly you see two people appear that were had heard the horn blow and they are dressed in beautiful clothing. Um, and Mr. Lorcan and Mr. Silas both know who these are as they are the prince and the princess of Evermore, 
the children of King Harland, Sidroy and Adora Amastica. And what was her name? I'm sorry. Uh, Adora, A-D-O-R-A. Did I name the salt and peppered guard? No, no, I was about to ask what his name was too. I think his name was Douchebag. <laughs> nice. His name is um, Hendrix, is what he goes by. And you hear Adora call out first, and she's like, Hendrix, please, please tell me you've heard something from father. And and you see Sidroy kind of, like, pushes his sister, like, aside and, like, tries to rush up. He's this really thin, like, frail-looking prince, but he's got, like, golden threads on and everything like that. And he's definitely made himself up way more than Adora. And he's like, Yes, Hendrix, please. Have you heard any word from Papa? And oh, God. <laughs> Hendrix turns around and he goes, By golly, they weren't kidding. They found the king. And um, they all rush up and they look in the back and they see in the back of your carriage is King Amastica. They turn to you guys and you, Sidroy just runs up and he's like, Papa! And knocks him out of the, like, Hendrix's hands or whatever, like, trying to hug him. And Hendrix is like, you, you hold off, boy. We gotta get, we gotta get him in to see the divine right now. And Hendrix, like, throws him over his shoulder or whatever um, and starts walking towards the castle with him. And Sidroy runs by and um, like pushes um, Lorcan out of the way and he's like you get these weird guys out of here we gotta go make sure Papa's okay Adora you figure that out I look at I look at a wolf and I'm like this is why I never had children <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the if it's even an option but do we want to try to go with them to Maraxador because isn't Maraxador the only one who can technically, we need to bring our bodies to Maraxador so I, I feel like maybe touching base with them as well isn't a bad idea but I also don't even know if they're going to let us in there, you know Um, as you guys are like getting brushed off even though you just went through all this uh, hard labor to mm -hmm. get the king back. Adora does um, like collect herself a little bit because she was panicked as well, but is clearly like very excited to see her father back. And she puts her hands up and she's like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I cannot thank you enough for what you've done. You must be the ones that Beckett wrote about. Beckett Rosegold? The name rings a bell. <laughs> He yes. wrote to us and told us that some adventurers that Nishé had run into were going to be accompanying the king back here. Yes, we were we were captured with the king. We were in a prison, per se, with him. She looks at you really seriously and goes, Please lower your voice. The townspeople don't know about what's going on with my father. As far as they know, he's just disappeared. Um, and you do remember Beck telling you that they were unsure about what was going to be going on or whatever. 
And she turns to the two guards who have just been awkwardly standing there. And she's like, Chadwick, Gladwick, get back to your post. People could be sneaking in at any moment. And they're like, you're right, Miss Princess Adora. We will go at once. And they almost trip over each other as they try to get back to their post. Hashtag rock, paper, scissors. Hashtag guard squad or whatever we were saying. Yep. <laughs> um, and she looks at you guys and she's like, Beckett did tell us that the three of you were going to be needing help as well. The divine is here and he would love to have a meeting with you guys. We've already called a bounty hunter. He's going to be in first thing in the morning. So that way he can help the three of you locate. And then she looks around like really inconspicuously and she's like, locate your lost goods. We're actually looking for our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> give me a, Holy F. um, I actually won't make you make a check. She <laughs> just looks at you and goes, shh, we haven't told the townspeople yet. Oh, but yes, Maraxador will see you guys first thing in the morning. We have the best bounty hunter in all of Omerja coming to help you guys out. He's going to be here first thing in the morning for now. Please, everything's on us. Please go around. We have plenty of shops. Not everything's on us. That was <laughs> me trying to be nice. Uh, most of it's on you, in fact. Um, <laughs> there's only there's only two things that are on us. <laughs> Damn it, woman. <laughs> we have comped your stay at our most prominent inn, which is the, of course, the Dream Manor Inn. Uh, Silas and Lorcan, you both know that the Dream Manor Inn uh, for sure is not their best inn. And it's just <laughs> where adventurers go. Um, and she's like, and not only that, but we actually have a new shop in town um, that I think would be very helpful considering you guys are going to have a lot of arduous times coming up soon. And she reaches into her little like fanny pack that she has on that's like gold and diamond encrusted and she gives you three little like gold sealed token things that have like the kingdom sigil on it and a slip of paper thought you're gonna say the king's face on it <laughs> real excited <laughs> Yeah, that's even better. It's actually got King Amastica's face on it. Um, and on the back of it, it's got like the seal of the kingdom. And she's like, look, if you guys go down to the the, the cobbler shop um, and tell him that you have a special appointment from the kingdom um, and he'll get you guys all set up with uh, the, the best that we have to offer, okay? Like raspberry? What? What? Cobbler. He looks at, or she looks at, um, she looks at Wolf and, um, Silas, and she was like, he must have been down there longer, huh? Yeah, he's, he's really not feeling good. Don't mind our friend here. It, 
it's going to be okay, friend. And she pats <laughs> you on your little bald head because she's a uh, half-elf, so she's <laughs> taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, but if you will, please, if you'll excuse me, um, if you do need anything, you can absolutely ask Hendrix, and he'll get in touch with us and get you whatever you need. You got anyone else we can contact? I don't like that guy. Hendrix, he's... He's he's a riot. You should you should really get to know him. He's a little bit of a hard ass when you first meet him, but he punched me for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, he does do that, but <laughs> you should really have a discussion with him about manners. You should hear some of the um, acrostic poem jokes he can spit. He is very funny. I find that quite hard to believe. Anyways, I gotta go now. <laughs> and she turns around and runs back towards the towards the castle. On her way back, I just kind of want to say, like, under my breath, good luck with that, brother. Uh, she turns back and gives you that knowing look. Like, when you work retail with somebody and you're like, oh, man, that like, you're new. And you're like, that guy's real fun, right? And they give you those eyes of, like... We don't talk about it here, but like he sucks and we all know it. <laughs> yeah, and then she pieces. Peace. Yeah, she's out of here. Hey everybody, Jesse popping in. Surprise, this is gonna be another two parter. Um this should be the last two-parter for a while, but we had such a good time recording this episode that it ran over quite a bit. Um, I think it was like two-plus hours, so there was no way that we were going to post the whole thing because, let's be honest, you guys do not want to hear us talk for two hours yet. There's no reason to. I don't blame you. Not going to happen yet. So we decided to cut this one into another two-parter. This should be the last one for a while, like I said, but, you know, obviously, we'll play it by ear. I do really hope that you enjoyed this. We had a ton of fun recording this episode. It's honestly probably our favorite set of episodes that we've recorded thus far. Uh, so yeah, like I really hope that you guys like it and you have as much fun listening to it as we did recording it. So this week, of course, part one you just listened to. Next week's going to be part two, and then the beyond will be in two weeks. So once again, you're going to get two episodes back to back instead of the usual bi-weekly release because it doesn't make any sense to just have an off week in there. So we figure we'll do what we did last time have the episodes back-to-back, a little bit of extra content for you. That being said, since we didn't plan on this being a two-parter, I'm going to close this out real quick because we don't have the usual closeout, but I'll just touch on everything super quickly because you guys all know what it is that you can do to help us out. Um, Follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Behold the Roll. We're on Reddit at our Behold the Roll podcast. You can check us out on YouTube and subscribe to the channel over there if you like what we're doing. If that's your preferred method of listening to the podcast, definitely subscribe. Um, We usually post the episode anywhere from a couple of days to a week after we post it on the podcast app. So obviously you won't get it as quickly as if you're listening to it on here. But if you prefer to listen to it on YouTube, it is over there. I do want to say thank you just super quick. The reception has been great over on the social medias. We're having a ball over on Twitter and on Um, Facebook and Instagram, they're all growing too, but the reception has just been great. It's honestly been heartwarming. It's very, very humbling knowing any of you care to listen to the four of us just 
talk and be idiots and play this game that we love so much. Um, it's what we wanted when we started this, and it was a genuine shock that it's being received as well as it is. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's redundant, but my thankfulness for you will never stop being redundant. Uh, please, if you do like this, for the love of whatever deity gives you power, please rate us five stars and share us wherever you can. That's going to spread us to more people. That's going to allow us to be able to do this more. And everyone's been so, so, so kind with their support and how helpful they've been. Um, if you are looking to help us out, those are the two best ways. Five stars everywhere. Share us everywhere. Tell some people. Hopefully they'll hop on, listen to us. We'll start keeping this community growing and we'll be able to do this for a long, long time. A couple of quick shout outs while I have you all here. We do have a few of these in later episodes as well. But since this isn't one of our bulk recordings, I figured I would take advantage of that and shout out some people that I want to get shouted out a little bit quicker. And, you know, they're going to be in later episodes too, but I just want them to know that I haven't forgotten about them, that I appreciate them so much. And there is so many people that I'm just going to give you a few this time and we'll keep the shout outs rolling as we keep going. Cody Howe. The creative of our logo, you've seen it everywhere if you follow us on social medias or if you're listening to this podcast right now. It's the Beholder with the D24 and I. Um, one of our good friends created that for us, and it's fucking awesome. I love it so, so much, and I just always want to make sure that I'm giving Cody credit for it because it's awesome. Um, if you guys like it, if you want to check out his other stuff, he does a lot of other fantastical drawings that are like fantasy and um, just all sorts of nerdy goodness. You can check him out on Instagram. That's how, H-O-W-E underscore I-T-Z-E-R. So make sure you check him out. Um, I also want to shout out a couple of podcasts that have been giving us shout outs and supporting us. Uh, first and foremost, if you're into anything paranormal, cryptozoological, ufological, um, or just anything plain weird and freaky, check out Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry. They're a podcast and they're about all that good stuff and much, much more. They do interviews with like fans and people that are in the cryptozoology and ufological uh, paranormal fields and stuff like that. It's really, really awesome. I think you'll all really enjoy it. Even if you're not into that, they're some of the nicest and kindest people that I know. They've harbored a great community already on their Facebook. They're admins over on the Cryptonaut podcast fan page, which is where I met them. Um, Cryptonaut, another great podcast if you guys want to listen to the cryptozoology and stuff like that. They're both very, very funny, very, very great podcasts. Check both of those out. Show them some love. They've been giving us all kinds of shout-outs and love, and I could not love them more. Everybody over there is doing great. Tanya, Trina, Rick, Walter, and Laura, they've all been fantastic. And it would mean a lot to me if you go over there, check out their podcast, show them some love. Um, the last podcast that I want to just shout out super quickly is another actual play D&D podcast. Obviously, if you've listen to this and if you've made it this far you love DD and you love actual play podcasts i have another one for you stories and sorceries an absolutely great podcast i'm honestly super behind on all my podcasts but i have started listening to them they are absolutely phenomenal um over there you can join the fated four in their journey through a homebrew world as they traverse dangerous and magical areas they also do some one shots and so much other rad stuff they're awesome as hell. I genuinely, genuinely can't recommend following them enough. And they've been, again, super, super, super nice, super supportive to us. I only want to do the same. I want to make sure that I'm out here spreading the word of them as well, as much as they are with us. Uh, please check them out. You will not regret it. If you just Google stories and sorceries, they're on there. Um, they have a great Twitter going on right now. Again, they're extremely supportive over there. They're always shouting out of their TTRPG creators. If you want to check them out, it's at 
SAS underscore pod on Twitter. That's SAS underscore pod for Stories and Sorceries podcast. Anyways, that's going to do it for us this week. And we'll see you next time when we find out what happens now that the king has finally been returned to Evermore and our heroes stumble around the place that they once called home. And trust me when I say this as unbiasedly as possible, you are not going to want to miss this next episode. Like I said, it is one of our absolute favorites. Cannot wait to hear it myself. I think you're going to love it. Anyways, thank you. And as always, we will see you next time on Behold the Roll.